Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Samantha Leitz about her Wishes Collection ceremony at Clementine Lawn and reception at the pavilion where Mickey's Backyard Barbecue is held, all at Fort Wilderness Resort. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how Samantha chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Samantha. Thank you, Carrie. I'm glad to be here. Thanks so much for being here today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided you wanted to have your wedding at Walt Disney World. (laughs) So it was our initial plan for a long time. And then we started talking about who would come, who wouldn't come, the expenses. We had a cat who was really finicky. And nobody would have been here to take care of her. And we didn't want to leave her alone that long. And we finally went, forget it. We'll just have it here. We'll go all over heck and back and try and find a couple of venues that we like. So we decided on here. That didn't turn out so well. (laughs) So we finally found a venue that we were happy with. And we put down the deposit. We picked out linens. You know, we had our date, we did bridesmaids dresses, we told all of our friends and our family and contacting vendors. And as time went on, we basically fell out of love with it. And then everything started being a giant pain. We couldn't get in touch with the vendors that we really wanted. They were already booked or whatnot. And then life started to happen. We had Some family members pass away. We had another family member get really sick. Our basement flooded. We had to put our cat down. Like it was, and all of it happened in like a month. And between that and planning the wedding here and it not being great, we went, you know what? Forget this. We're going to move it. So I actually came home one day and I looked at Jeff and I said, Hey, how would you feel about moving the wedding back to Disney and there was like two to three minutes of dead silence (laughs) he just he sat there and he's like okay sure (laughs) so we switched (laughs) so that's how that came to be it just it just wasn't meant to be up here so that's interesting so then how did your friends and family react when they found out your wedding wasn't going to be where they thought it was going to be it was going to be all the way over at Disney (laughs) I called my mom and my dad one morning and I said, hey, you know, can we get everybody to go out to breakfast this morning? I have something that I want to talk to you guys about. And they go, yeah, sure, that's fine. We all go out to breakfast and we're sitting at the table. And I said, 
what do you guys think about us getting married in Disney? And they all seemed really excited about it. My brother looked at me and said, you should totally do it. My sister-in-law told me that we could have it on her birthday. So I would never forget her birthday ever again. So everybody had like their own, I can never remember her birthday. <laughs> it's been like 13 years. So everybody seemed really excited about it. I don't remember any like hesitation or negative feedback, which probably means that there wasn't any. When we told our friends, they were a little surprised <laughs> because we had already told them the date and the location and the time and, you know, with the wedding here. And they didn't say anything like, oh my gosh, I'd never go, or how could you do this, or this is out of the blue. They just went, oh, okay. They knew kind of what was happening in our life for the most part, and I think they sort of understood that a destination wedding was somebody else really spearheads the whole process, and it makes it easier. So I don't think anybody was really disappointed or discouraged or uh, they just kind of looked and went, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Disney wedding. Love it. <laughs> and that was that. That's interesting. So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We had 81 guests on our list and that included the kids and the spouses. Um, and we had 42 people make it down. That's great. Were they traveling from the East Coast everywhere? We had a couple of people that lived in Florida, um, but almost everybody was coming from Illinois. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues at Fort Wilderness? We knew all along that we wanted an outdoor ceremony. We fish, we go up to the Northwoods of Wisconsin, we go up to Canada as you know about every other year to fish in northwest Ontario and we loved all of that so we love being outside and we love nature and we're those type of people so we knew we wanted the ceremony outside and we're a bit more rustic we don't we didn't really want something like a ballroom it just doesn't fit who we are so when we called Disney, we got to talk to a coordinator and she asked us what we were hoping for, what our vision was, the kind of people we were. And we explained that to her and she gave us a couple of options and said, have you guys considered Fort Wilderness? And we went, we can get married there. <laughs> like we, we had no idea it was even an option. On their website, the venues that they show you are somewhat limited to what they have available as a whole. They don't show you everywhere you can have your ceremony and everywhere you can have your reception. And that's not constantly changing, but it changes every so often, right? So <laughs> we said, oh my gosh, that would be awesome. And she sent us photos and we fell in love with it immediately. So we talked to her in the afternoon on one day. The following morning, we called her back and we said, book it, we want it, it's ours, we love it. And it was done. So it was basically sight unseen with the exception of some photos. So 
Interesting. Did you guys have a theme and how did you incorporate it in your events through the floral and decor and all that? We really didn't have a theme. We did elements in the wedding that were us and things that were important in our lives, things that we loved and who we were as individuals and we just blended them all together. So I guess if we had to pick a theme and give a term to it, it would be us. A lot of it was in the little details, but some of the things like the reception site and the ceremony venue were us just as a whole. And somehow we managed to pull all of that off without it being disjointed, which actually was a giant feat. (laughs) Because when you have stuff like the Northwoods and seashells with the little mermaid and various colors. Like it, it took a lot of work, but everything turned out beautiful to us. So it turned out really wonderful. Now, Clementine Lawn is basically just a big lawn. How did you <laughs> approach decorating that? And, you know, what did you do for seating? And did you have an altar area? Things like that. Yes, we did. So when we went down for our planning session, in between the planning session itself and the menu tasting, there's there was like an hour and a half gap. And that's when we did our site visit. So, but it was more like a site walkthrough. So we went there and there are several different places there where you can have your ceremony and directions that you can face vary. We picked out the larger section of the lawn with a row of trees that was facing the lake. And we actually told Disney, we want to be here centered on this tree, like two feet back from the mulch that's underneath the trees. Like we really gave them like a detailed location of exactly where we wanted everything to be. So, and they, they did it. They were amazing. (laughs) They got it down to like the inch, which was really incredible. We had a vintage table for like our little altar for unity ceremony. And we had an archway with some tool at the end of the aisle. We had, large antique doors and that had a big floral arrangement on it so you actually had like a beginning and an end to the ceremony site if that makes any sense because it's very very large there when you only have a wedding of 44 people (laughs) you can fit a lot of people on that lawn we did mismatched brown chairs that's what they call them so it's kind of like walking into a farmhouse basically where the chairs don't match and they're just what they have around that's what we went with and it's gorgeous and stunning and I loved it (laughs) (laughs) now for the reception did you have any kind of entertainment we did we had Donald come and cut the cake with us we had stitch after Donald and then after stitch we had Jiminy Cricket that was a surprise for my mom that no one knew about. Not my family, not Jeff's family. 
not our friends, nobody. So he was 100% surprised. We also had a horse at the ceremony. Well, right after the ceremony for some post pictures. So I don't know if he really counts as entertainment, but he was really awesome. <laughs> okay, tell me some more about this horse. How, where, why, which one, how did you pick the horse? <laughs> so I love farm animals. I have always loved farm animals. And um, I love horses. And the stables are right there. They're like a 30 second walk from the ceremony and the reception. And I said, it would be really great if we could just walk in the stables and take a couple pictures by the horse. And, you know, that would be awesome. I would love that. And our planner told us, okay, well, we can't guarantee that there's going to be anybody in there because there's trail rides and whatnot. She's in the, only way we could do it is if we actually reserved a specific horse and you would have to pay X, Y, and Z for that. And I said, great, do it. I want a horse. (laughs) After the ceremony, since our photos were going to be right there in that area, which is another reason why we chose it because it's so gorgeous, we just kind of walked down the aisle and kind of hung out in the middle of the lawn and we weren't going to have a receiving line and it just sort of happened that people walked up and then they formed a line and halfway through this impromptu receiving line our planner looks at me and says your horse is here and I said oh my god okay cool and I turned around and it was the exact horse I wanted I had seen a picture of Merida riding on this giant black horse down Main Street and I went that's who I want (laughs) and they couldn't guarantee him because he's an animal so you know how he was feeling that day if he was sick if he was in a parade or on one of the I don't know coaches or whatnot so she said well we'll try we'll put the request in but you know, we'll see what happens. And I turn around and there he is. And he's completely Angus from Brave. And I freaked out and left the receiving line and ran over to him. His name is actually Jacob, but I ran over to him. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. So I left like half of my guests, but I I was just thrilled and I think he really liked me (laughs) so and he loved my bouquet my bouquet was mostly herbs (laughs) so it smelled really really good and he couldn't stop sniffing it so (laughs) I asked his handler if I could feed him some and she said yeah you know that's fine I said what about sage she said sage doesn't really sit well with them and I said okay how about rosemary she goes yeah try it so I tore some rosemary out of my bouquet and Jacob ate it. And if horses have faces, I think they do. He had this look on his face like, I don't know if I love this or not. I don't know how I feel about rosemary. So I just got such a kick out of that. And they actually got pictures of me feeding Jacob part of my bouquet. So that's 
that's a really great memory to have. But we have some really cool photos with him. And he was huge. He was huge. And he was beautiful. And they dressed him up. They braided his, his mane and his tail. And it was really special and very different. That's fantastic. Well, and when you figure that those nippy ponies that pull Cinderella's glass coach are always trying to eat the bride's bouquet, I'm sure Jacob was confused that he was allowed to eat the bride's bouquet. (laughs) Right? Well, she said to us, she's like, well, he normally has hay and apples. And like, okay, well, maybe he'll like some herbs. And dill probably would have been a better choice. It's a little more pleasant, not as strong, but rosemary was right there. It was easier. (laughs) And briefly going back to the characters you had, I remember when you were planning, it was a bit complicated with, you know, having all three characters and when they could show up and what they were allowed to do. Can you talk a little bit about that if you have tips for other listeners? (laughs) Tips. Um, Just keep pushing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First of all, I had seen photos of Donald and Stitch cutting the cake. So my intention was to have Stitch cut the cake with us. Well, the character integrity team apparently changes things all the time. And now not only could Stitch not cut the cake, but Stitch couldn't be out anywhere in the same vicinity with Donald at the same time. So that kind of went out the window. And I guess if they're not from the same story, they can't be in the same room together. So Jiminy couldn't be out there with the other two either. And supposedly we were going to be charged for like three separate characters since there was no overlap. Well, for whatever reason, they didn't do that, which was very nice and a little bit more cost effective. But it was a big pain in the butt trying to figure out who was going to come out when because there was only so much time at the reception and they're out for about 20 to 30 minutes and as it turned out they were out for a solid 30 minutes by us and I I can't say for sure but I swear they were in that pavilion at the same time they had either that or they were like waiting in the back for each other I I don't know but it was a big pain trying to fit three characters that could not be in the same room together in what basically amounted to like an hour and a half so it was it was really tight but we managed to do it donald came out and cut the cake with us and he had a western outfit on so he kind of matched the venue a bit more than stitch (laughs) so it turned out better in the long run and then did they make you do a backdrop for stitch or jiminy they did not make us do a backdrop for stitch and that was another funny thing they did make us do a backdrop for jiminy and we went okay well disney backdrop so i did a little research and i went oh wow this this is cool. This is perfect. We'll put him in front of the castle backdrop and we'll have a backdrop for Stitch that I found on like their corporate events website, like the watercolor beach scene. Well, the character integrity team said to me that backdrops cannot be out where the public can see them. 
And that was apparently the same rule with the characters. But Jiminy couldn't be out without a backdrop. Mm -mm. So, (laughs) none of it fit together and none of it made any sense. So, on that, I did not pry and I did not push because I really wanted Jiminy for my mom. And I didn't want them to look at what was going on and go, oh, wait a minute, there's no walls on the pavilion. Somebody could see Jiminy or Stitch or Donald. So, no, sorry, we changed our minds. You can't have Jiminy anymore. So I just kind of left it alone. So he still needed a backdrop. He just couldn't have a Disney backdrop. And I know this is probably very confusing, and it's still confusing to us, but we did a Greens backdrop for Jiminy and we had another backdrop that was various different kinds of lace and it was tied over a pole across two ladders basically we were going to have two backdrops anyway because it's the Mickey's Backyard Barbecue Picnic Pavilion so there are two ginormous beverage stations in there and walk up to that venue you see them and I I don't want to see them on our wedding day (laughs) like they're they're cute you know but for the barbecue not for our wedding so it turned out really well that you know he needed a backdrop anyway because there was going to be one there oh that's right we also had a photo booth I forgot about that yeah we had a photo booth and they upgraded it for free believe it or not. And I don't know why. I think they were just, I don't know. They were in the spirit of Disney magic, I guess. But when we got to the reception, they had put it in its own corner, but made this whole display area for it. Basically, there were hay bales and potted plants and props. And our planner knew that I loved Halloween. So there was a witch's hat. And I didn't ask them to do any of that like the Disney magic that went on that weekend was insane it was it was crazy and that was that was part of it so it was a lot of fun we had a red and black plaid border for the photos which totally fit with us that was what we wanted our cake to be on the inside so it was it was really special but There was so much that went on that weekend. It was nuts. We had the rehearsal dinner. We had the welcome party. We had a ride mix in. They took us on Dinosaur. They let us have the rest of Animal Kingdom. After we were done with the welcome party, they did so much more with the flowers and decor than I was ever expecting. There was the dessert party. It was was crazy. Three characters, a horse. There's <laughs> like, a lot that went on in three days. <laughs> okay, one more question about the reception before we move on to those other things. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors that you recommend? Yes. The fried green tomatoes that we had were amazing. They ruined fried green tomatoes for me for the rest of my life. They were perfect, and I will never have them that amazing ever again. When we filled out the form for our menu tasting, 
I said I wanted a chicken and waffle salad. So I wanted maple dressing, Parmesan crusted chicken breast, and waffle croutons. Because I really wanted chicken and waffles at my wedding because I love chicken and waffles. But it's really filling. So I was looking for something that had the same effect that could still serve as like a semi-entree kind of side deal, but wasn't overly filling. So (laughs) they pulled that off at the tasting and it was so delicious. And that was a must to have on our menu for the reception. And we also asked them to do an Irish ham for us, which takes about 12 to 24 hours traditionally because you simmer it in water and then you change the water and you do it again and you let it soak overnight and you get all of the salt out of it. And so they actually did that for us because Disney's fantastic, (laughs) which is why we all love Disney. And it was the best ham I've ever had in my life. And everybody raved about it. We had people coming up to our table going, oh, my God, the ham is so good. And we're like, yeah, we know. (laughs) (laughs) It was really good. It was not your typical, like, Thanksgiving or Christmas ham. So from the reception itself, those would be my top favorite. I actually didn't get to eat all of the food, but we had, like, three buffet tables So I don't think I would have had room for all of it anyway. But yeah, I'm Italian. So (laughs) (laughs) there's never enough food. And my mother added items because, you know, my mom's Italian. So (laughs) we have to have more food. But everything was really delicious. The crab was really good, too. It was like slightly warm. And it, it was just, oh, it was so, so, so good. And so can you talk a little bit about those other events that you added? Yes, absolutely. So the rehearsal dinner we invited everybody to because we knew most of the people were coming in that day or the day before. And we thought it would be kind of like a great icebreaker, get everybody together and why not? More party time. So we had it at the Hoop-dee-doo musical review. (laughs) And my brother told the actors that it was our rehearsal dinner and we were getting married on Sunday. So they love stuff like that. So of course they called us out on it and we got to talk and we stood up and we danced to let me call you sweetheart. And then later on, one of the other actors teased one of our male guests and mussed up his hair And then at the end of the show, when they pull audience members out to be like certain characters, the rest of the show, they pulled my brother to be this giant pink fairy in a very pretty tutu. And my brother is, he's like a guy's guy. (laughs) You know, you look at him and he's just a guy's guy. And it was hysterical. He's up on stage with little fairy wings and this tutu. So it was really special. We got like three kinds of special treatment in an hour and a half. So that was fantastic. The welcome party was the following day because we did the rehearsal two days before the wedding, which 
maybe a little backwards, but it made sense to us. So the welcome party was the day before the wedding. And that was at Animal Kingdom. So we did our ride mix in first, which was it's tough to be a bug. And we got out of it's tough to be a bug. And our escort guy looked at me and said, well, we have some we have a surprise for you. And I said, you do? She said, yes, we're going to go on Dinosaur. Said, oh, my gosh, this is amazing because I, I love Dinosaur and it worked out really well because I was torn 50-50 on whether we should go on dinosaur for a ride mix in or it's tough to be a bug. But we have people of all different ages and I'll just say like ride likes. So I decided to go with one of my favorites that was a little bit more sedate. So when she said we were going on dinosaur, I was like hopping around and jumping and yelling, yay, busy magic. So, <laughs> by the time we got over there, the ride was down. So we, I know. <laughs> so we went upstairs to dinosaur lounge where the event was. And we actually got up there earlier than when we normally would have been, I think about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, so we went up there and we ate and we drank and we had a great time and we also had an animal encounter when we were there jeff and i are huge bird lovers and i love raptors so that's what we requested of them and once again just like the horse it couldn't be a guarantee because animals go out for loan, they're not feeling well, they're testy that day, whatever. They're kind of like people, right? So so we put the request in for a raptor, but it wasn't guaranteed. And they don't like to do animal encounters with raptors. I'm not sure why, but the animal program staff said, no, they're not going to get this. And our coordinator at Animal Kingdom and our planner said, no, we really need a raptor. She really has her heart set on this. So they did. They finally caved. And we had a red-tailed hawk. And her name was Bo. And the entire time, she just had this look on her face. Like, I am so over all of this. I'm over the people. I'm over being on display. Like, I can't believe I'm here. And everybody just got the biggest kick out of her. They loved her. We all got pictures with her because we had a photographer there. And every time somebody moved a little closer to her, she would like whip her head around and stare at them with these big, beautiful eyes and just glare and be like, what are you doing? Why are you coming closer to me? Once that was all done, Dinosaur was actually back up and running. So whoever wanted to go on Dinosaur, we just walked downstairs and we got on Dinosaur. And it was extra special because they let us take our wine and our Mickey bars and everything. And we were eating it in the line. They held back the standby line and then the fast pass line for us at one point so we could all get on together. So it was like another fried mix in. And it was amazing and so much fun. We have a really... We have a really passionate friend who leaned over the railing at one point and said, this is the most boring wedding ever. And we're all really loud and we're laughing. We're having a good time. So we 
get off of dinosaur and the party upstairs had already ended and we had all met like outside of dinosaur and our guide looked at us and said okay well animal kingdom is open for like another 40 minutes we can escort you to the front of the park and you guys can go home and you know do whatever you're going to do and go on with your day or we can just let you loose in the park and you can enjoy you know the last 40 45 minutes that it was open and once again I'm extremely passionate right so I started jumping up and down again because it was a really great day and everything was really wonderful and um, we decided to stroll around Animal Kingdom a big group of us so we actually got some Animal Kingdom time we went to Pandora and just strolled around and you know looked at the tree of life and just loved it so we got an extra 45 minutes of being in animal kingdom just doing what we wanted with a giant group of us so it was that in and of itself was really really incredible but the welcome party was one of my favorite things all weekend (laughs) the wedding was fantastic but the welcome party was just like one more surprise after another so it was a lot of fun wow So going back to the wedding, can you tell my listeners how the day ran? What the timeline of the day was? Sure. Got up at whatever time. I decided not to do a first look with Jeff. We wanted um, a couple of things traditional, and that was one of them. We didn't want to see each other until the ceremony. But I wanted to do a first look with my dad just to have a a couple minutes with just the two of us. So I did a first look with my dad at about 1230, I think it was. And from there, we got on the boat to go over to Fort Wilderness because we were all at Wilderness Lodge. So we just wanted to take a boat and it was a private boat that we had chartered for the immediate family and like the bridal party so the women got on first and went over to fort wilderness and then the guys took their pre-ceremony photos and they went over there so which took a lot longer than expected the day was pretty packed since we had the ceremony, the pre-reception, the photos, and the reception all within like a minute walk of each other. So we had the ceremony, the pre-reception started immediately after, at which point we went and took our photos. Then the reception started, and directly after that, we got on a coach and went to the dessert party. So it was back to back, and there was like no breathing time at all. which I think is part of the reason why it went by in a blur. And where was your dessert party? UK Lockside. Nice. Do you have any dessert recommendations from that? It's not very creative, but the chocolate-covered strawberries were really, really good. I loved them, and I wanted them to be Halloween-themed. So I was thinking just like an orange drizzle on there to kind of make it a little bit more fally. I went with like an orange and fall menu 
for the dessert party and we had lanterns with spiders on them for the tables and black linens. And what they did with the chocolate covered strawberries is they did a third like Frankenstein's monster, a third they dipped in white and then had like blood splatter on them, which was the coolest thing ever. And then the other third were little jack-o'-lanterns and they all had different faces. Some were smiling, some were scary, some were shocked. It was, so <laughs> those were by far my favorite. Not very original, but they were just so much fun. I would totally recommend the popcorn. Every single person there ate popcorn. Popcorn's a crowd pleaser. Yeah, those were my two favorites. Okay, great. So it sounds like you had a lot of unique touches to your event. When you were planning, what were the areas where you were focusing your attention or your budget? Everything. <laughs> Literally everything. So when we started out, before we were engaged, we started out looking at what was important to us. And they tell you to kind of narrow it down to the top two, top three things that you can really focus on and spend your budget on. But we had the venues where we were taking our photos, the food and the bar. So we were already at four before we even had a ceremony site or a venue in Illinois. So this, this was way back when. And once we got to Disney, everything turned out to be important. And <laughs> nothing took like a lesser priority than anything else. I, I had ribbon on the napkins and I spent a great deal of time finding the right ribbon for the napkins. It, it was kind of ridiculous. And I paid so much attention to every single little thing. But as far as importance goes, everything was important to us. We wanted it to be just the way we wanted it. And it, luckily for us, it, it was. Okay, so then of all these fantastic things, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? My mom's reaction with Jiminy is priceless. That I will remember forever. It was, it was perfect. It was really perfect. And it was just what I was hoping for. And she loved it. And she cried the entire time he was there. <laughs> So, and of course, the rest of my family was crying because mom was crying because she was so happy. So I loved that during the ceremony, we got halfway down the aisle after we were pronounced husband and wife, and we turned around and ran back up and kissed our officiant. And we didn't tell anybody but the videographer and photographer and our planner that we were doing it. He's a close friend of ours. And... We love him to death, and seeing his reaction was just fantastic. So that was one of my favorite memories. The horse eating my bouquet, and then at the reception, we had the stroll by the Diamonds. It's a song from the 50s. We had our DJ play that. And every single person got up out of their chairs and did the stroll and they danced with people that they had 
you know, aside from the last couple of days, had never met before, will never talk to again, and everybody just has this giant smile on their face, and they had so much fun. It's just little things. I think those those actually turn out the big things that I remember most in my life, especially about that weekend and that day, were just really, really little, very special things, so. That's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? In three days? No, not really. The bridesmaids bouquets got to the room and they were supposed to have a splash of orange in the bouquets and it was more corally and they still matched my flower girl's dress. (laughs) So I was fine with it, but our videographer, David, saw my reaction and he called the planner and said hey send floral back up here she's not overly pleased so they took the flowers away and I I had no idea they took the flowers away they brought them back and they were absolutely perfect so that was a small thing the biggest thing that happened out of the three days was the boat transportation there's two docks at Fort Wilderness and we were supposed to go to the private one, not the main dock where all of the resorts and Magic Kingdom go to. But the boat we had wasn't able to dock at the private dock, which was very shocking because from the end of February to the end of October, that was always the plan. So we were in the middle of the lake going, oh, you can't take us to the main dock. We have people that cannot walk from the main dock to the ceremony site. That's that's not going to work. So there were a lot of phone calls back and forth and he just couldn't do the private dock that was there. So we had to dock at the main dock, but they got us golf carts for everybody, which turned out, much better because we were able to put the bags that we had. We had like three bags with us that day. Um, We were able to put the bags with shoes and shawls and makeup and whatnot. And then the people who couldn't walk and they ended up being, it ended up being a closer walk to the ceremony site, obviously from where the golf carts dropped them off than it would have been at, at the little private dock. There were other things that didn't go according to plan, but that didn't have anything to do with Disney fairy tale weddings. That had to do with the fact that Jeff and I had never prepared our vows. So those were done during the ceremony on the spot. So that that was interesting. Our officiant asked Jeff to be my wife, which... <laughs> the way it's normally supposed to go the three of us just sort of stood there and stared at each other and we went wait that that's not right something's not right so the ceremony had a lot of little hiccups just from us being crazy individuals (laughs) and the thoughts that were in our head we said out loud so we're kind of nervous to get the video back because we can't imagine what it's going to look like. But everybody said it was like one big family and they were laughing through it and it it turned out really well. But at 
at my vows, I, my mind went completely blank and I started laughing and all I could say was it's all I had prepared. And everybody thought that was the funniest thing ever, but it was true. I really didn't have anything prepared and neither did he. So it was, (laughs) there were a lot of things that went on with the ceremony in the short span of time that was just not planned, but there was nothing you could do to resolve it. It's, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't get fixed. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand when you were planning and then it turned out not to be? I'm really type A when it comes to events and we're both ridiculously detail-oriented people. So everything was kind of a big deal to us. So I, I drove myself pretty nuts through the whole process because of that. But it was it was all really worth it in the end because to us, the weekend was perfection. But no, nothing seemed so much larger in planning that we got to that weekend or that day and went, oh, why did I worry about this? Why did I panic about this? The only thing that I kind of panicked over was my color scheme because I had yellow and orange and white and green and turquoise. And I'm like... How do I, like, how, how is this going to look? Is this going to look okay? Because that's a lot of color. But it did turn out to be beautiful. So that would be the only thing that I think was my big deal through the entire process. I knew I really wanted it. I knew the colors looked great together and I loved it. I just didn't know if I could pull it off. <laughs> so, but it turned out beautiful and I loved it. So That's awesome. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I would have added 30 minutes to the pre-reception so we had more time for photos because they were done at the same time. So we didn't have any we didn't have any like cushion as far as that went where we went a little over on our photos like that's okay we'll just miss the pre-reception. So I would have added another 30 minutes to that and made it an hour and a half instead of an hour so we could get some more of the photos that we wanted because we missed a couple, a couple with family just because we were running out of time and I was getting really anxious because I was like, okay, we got, you know, we're on a timeline here. (laughs) So I also would have added another hour to the reception just so we had more time to party. And there was some air in between the three characters. I also would not have gotten up in front of everybody and sing Let It Go. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I think I drank more than I realized. <laughs> I, I normally wouldn't do that. So that I would do differently for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have any other tips or advice for future wishes, brides and grooms? Involve your grooms. It's his day too. So he should have the food that he wants, the music that he wants. So I would definitely involve your groom in it. What every other bride says is let Disney do their thing and it'll be beautiful and perfect. Every single one of them is correct. Near the end of planning, I told Floral, because we added the doors for the ceremony at the last minute, we added 
an awful lot at the last minute. And I just said, here, I want this. And they go, do you want flowers on it? Yes, absolutely. And that was it. That's all I said. And there was this ginormous, beautiful arrangement on the doors for the ceremony. And it was completely unexpected. And there were, there were extra floral and decor elements in the reception. I mean, these, these people seriously know how to throw a party. It's amazing. So I would do that. The most important tip or advice I would give brides and grooms is do what you want, when you want it, how you want it, invite who you want, and be darned to who doesn't agree with you. Because if you do that, everything will be absolutely perfect because it'll be yours. If there's something that you don't really have a preference on, then great. Take their advice or their suggestion or do what they want. But if there's something that you really have your heart set on, do it. Have it. Like, if you can make it work, you know, just stick to your guns. We had comments on the reception site because it was pretty rustic, how we were asking people to dress because we wanted people to dress a bit more formal. Colors of the bridesmaids' dresses, like, there were there were a lot of comments and we just said, no, we, that this is what we want. This is what we envisioned. And it was exactly what we wanted. So I know it's a struggle sometimes. And sometimes you kind of have to wipe your hands and go, okay, fine. Like have it your way. <laughs> like wear those shoes or like, what you know, whatever I, I can't I can't pick every fight but if there's something that you truly want have it do it your way it's it is it is your wedding it should be special to you it shouldn't be somebody else's so that's great advice well Samantha thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's interested in planning a wishes collection event especially if they're interested in having it at Fort Wilderness and I appreciate you taking the time I, I loved it. Thank you so much for asking me. I, I hope I helped. For today, I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. 